Good morning. It's great to see you. It's great to uh, be in the house of the Lord on the first day of the week. As Brother Ian said, we have been studying for the past few weeks uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit uh, that we find in, in the book of Galatians chapter 5. Um, and this morning we're going to, we're going to be talking about meekness. Uh, quick uh, rehearsal. Um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Um, you know, one of the things that we've emphasized as we've gone through these studies that's, is that these things are not natural to us, but rather these are the fruit of God's Spirit in us. So by allowing his spirit to guide us through his word. We are, we are striving to develop a character like Jesus. We are striving to come, become like Jesus. And these things are rich in the character of Christ. Um, so when we, uh, when we look at these things as we've gone through them, we've, we've isolated them. So we've looked at them one at a time. But I think it's important to remember that these are not isolated but they are working together they all work together they all are a part of that character that work together that is one character uh, that is like Christ but these all obviously are distinct characteristics that we find um, in his character so as we've gone through these we've talked about some differences in the translations from the King James to the New King James uh, last week brother Monty talked about faith and faithfulness. Faith uh, defined, or is the, the defined word in the King James, or the interpreted word, whereas faithfulness in the New King James. And, and he, he chose to kind of use faithfulness, even though they mean the same thing, because of modern language, faithfulness is more appropriate. And, and Ian did a similar thing uh, when he talked about gentleness and kindness. And it's interesting, uh, that as he pointed out then, is if you look at Gentleness uh, in the uh, King James is translated kindness in the New King James. Meekness is the translation of the word we're looking at today in the King James, where gentleness <laughs> is the word in the, the New King James. So, so when you look at that, you say, okay, which one of these words more appropriately describe what the Holy Spirit is telling us about this character that we should have? And I'm going to tell you both. <laughs> and so, and we'll see that, we'll see that as we go through, as we go through the study. So, the word uh, that is translated here as, as meekness, praotes, uh, is, is, the, uh, is the Greek word, which in Strong's is 4236, and it is from the Greek word that is defined in 4235, and it is it is defined here as gentleness or by implication humility. So let's look at 4235, which is, is again, it's the same family of words. Praos, uh, which is a form of 4239, uh, which is translated as gentle. And it's interesting to note that this is the word that Jesus, or is translated from the words that Jesus used in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, when he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest 
unto your souls. It's interesting, that's the only place in the New Testament that that particular word is used, but we see it's in the same context or family of words as the word meekness that we're looking at today. Uh, but it also refor- it says it's a form of 4239, which is also a word that we'll pick up in our study today, uh, which is praus, apparently a prime word. So this is kind of maybe the prime of, of the other words. Uh, by implication, it's humble, and it's the word that is used in Matthew 5 and 5, where Jesus said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The word that we're looking at this morning, meekness, in the, in the King James is used nine times, and all nine of those times it's translated as meekness. In the New King James, it is translated gentleness six times, meekness twice, and humility once. So all that said, so how do we define the word meekness? If you were going to define the word meekness, how would you, what, what do you have in your mind is that definition? So first, let's look at a couple, some of the modern dictionaries Webster's Dictionary defines meekness as a mild, moderate, humble, or submissive quality. Some of the synonyms it uses is humility, deference, passivity, timidity. Dictionary.com says this word means docile, overly compliant, spiritless, yielding, or tame. Uh, Other internet definitions include deficient in courage, submissive, and weak. So when you look at those definitions... (laughs) Is this something that you really desire to be like? Um, you know, do we really want to be known as being passive and timid? Do we want to be known as overly compliant, spiritless, deficient, encouraged, weak? Well, let's, let's think about that a minute. Now, Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3 says this about Moses. Now, Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. So, The scripture says that Moses was meek above. He was the most meek person in the world uh, in his time. So when you look at the character and the description of the life of Moses, as we found in the Bible, would you say that Moses was passive, timid, overly compliant, spiritless, deficient in courage, weak? No, (laughs) no, we would say none of those things about Moses. What about Jesus? We just read the verse where Jesus said that he is meek and lowly in heart. So would we look at Jesus? Would we ever say about Jesus that he's passive, timid, overly compliant, spiritless, deficient in courage, weak? Absolutely not. So we cannot depend on modern day translations or modern day interpretations of the word meek to find the the biblical definition that we're looking for. So uh, Ian mentioned in his lesson a few weeks ago that he, he went to Webster's Biblical Dictionary, Bible Dictionary. I thought, well, let's look, there, let's look there. What does it say? So now we're getting closer. So meekness is a noun. It, is, it means softness of temper, mildness, gentleness, forbearance under injuries and provocation. In the evang- evangelical sense that is relating to our being in agreement with the New Testament, It is humility or resignation. It is submission to the divine will without murmuring or peevishness. It is opposed to pride, arrogance, and refractoriness, which means to be unmanageable. He goes on to say, or use this as an example. This is Paul writing, 2 Corinthians 10. I beseech you by the meekness 
of Christ. And then he goes on to say this, meekness is a grace which Jesus alone inculcated, that means to teach or impress by frequent repetitions and admonitions, and which no ancient philosopher seems to have understood or recommended. What does that say? In all of history, do you know who the one individual is that told us that we should be meek? It is our Savior. It is our Lord. How important is that? How impressive is that when we talk about these things that are not natural to us, but that are a part of the character of Jesus, and he's called us to be like him, meekness is a very important part of that. So in making definition, I went to several Bible dictionaries and, and kind of brought some things out in their definitions that I want to confirm with Scripture. Number one is, the Bridgeway Bible Dictionary says, there is nothing weak or colorless about meekness. It is the very opposite of all that, of all that is self-centered, and therefore it is a quality of strength. So remember that. It is not weakness, but instead meekness is, indicates strength, inner strength. The Holman Bible Dictionary says this, a personality, talking about meekness, it is a personality trait of gentleness and humility, the opposite of which is pride, Meekness does not refer to weakness or passivity, but to controlled power. Aristotle described meekness as the middle position between excessive anger and excessive lack of anger. So it is in the middle. It is controlled. It is steady. So meekness, for our definition purposes, number one, is not weakness, but rather it is strength under control. It is not passivity, but rather meekness is intentional. Meekness is us taking control by being intentionally meek. It is in the intentional control of our passions and our, in our submission to the will of God. Mm. So let's look at the example of Jesus, Matthew 26. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? <laughs> Jesus was expecting them to come. Jesus was waiting on them to come. He knew they were coming. Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him, and suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword. From other scriptures, we know that this is Peter. And he struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And from other scriptures, we know that Jesus restored that man's ear after this happened. But Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword shall, shall perish by the sword." Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father and he will provide more than 12 legions of angels? How then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? So Jesus said, Peter, put up your sword. If I wanted to get out of this situation, I could. Jesus, who was in control? Jesus was in control. He said, I could call for 12 legions of angels. I could, I could wipe out any army that came against me if that was what I was here to do, but that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to do the will of the Father. I'm here to complete the mission 
the work that he has sent me to do, that of purchasing the redemption of mankind, purchasing the redemption of his people. So we see in Jesus power under control, power with their strength, the ability to do something, but intentionally restraining that for, in order to do the will of the Father for the good of others. Meekness is essentially an attitude or quality of heart whereby a person is willing to accept and submit without resistance to the will and desire of someone else. In the case of Christians, this is God. So it's our intentional submission. It is the giving up of our own will, of our own desires, to do the will of God intentionally. It is complete submission and surrender to him. You know, there's some other verses that really identify this, this characteristic of meekness that, that we recognize, where Jesus said, if anyone will follow after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. That's intentional. Intentionally setting aside our will for the will of God, being in full submission and surrender to him. When Paul says that we should um, give our bodies a living sacrifice, what is that? That's full surrender and submission to the will of God in our lives. Earlier in, the, in Galatians, where Paul's describing the works of the flesh, and he says, if we're walking after the Spirit, we cannot do the things that we would. We cannot follow our own desires and our own emotions, but rather we have to submit and surrender to the will of Christ to bear the fruit of the Spirit that he's called us to bear. So meekness is not weakness, but rather it is strength under control. It is manifest in our relationship to God by complete surrender, no resistance to, and submission to him and his will in our lives. So let's look at another example that, the, that we see in the Lord that demonstrates uh, this characteristic. Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. So this is same, same events, right? And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter and James and John with him, and he began to be troubled with and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Not my will, but your will be done. Complete submission, surrender to the will of the Father is the example that we have in Christ. The use of the Greek word meekness, this is from Baker's Evangelical Dictionary, when applied to wild animals means tamed. In other words, such animals have, lost their, have not lost their strength but have learned to control, control their destructive instincts that prevent them from living in harmony with others. So it is, well, let's look at this example. So when you look at this horse, how would you describe that horse? Wild, out of control, powerful, dangerous, useful? <laughs> probably not. We probably would not see that. We'd probably see that animal as maybe has having raw beauty, but as far as being useful to us and being helpful, we would say, no, that, you really wouldn't have that description. But how would you describe these horses? Mm. Tamed. 
They're still powerful, but that power is controlled so that it can be used to accomplish their master's purpose. So what does that say about us? That meekness, number one, is not weakness, but it's power or strength under control. It is the complete surrender and submission to God and his will in our lives, and it is yielding to him control of our passions, desires, and emotions so that we may be of use to him. 1 Peter 2, 20 and 23 says this, When you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin nor was deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. So... Peter is saying, look at the example of Jesus. And he says, when you suffer, if you do it patiently, this is what God has, this is, this is what you were called to. We were called to intentionally suffer for the cause of Christ, even though we may have the power, the ability to escape that situation. Peter, Peter is saying we are called to, when it, it, is, it is to when it is in submission to the will of God and for the good of others to patiently suffer through those things. So this is from Vine's Bible Dictionary. The word meekness in its use in Scripture consists not in a person's outward behavior only, nor yet in his relations to his fellow man. Rather, it is inwrought or inner working, an inner working grace of the soul and the exercises of it are first and chiefly toward God. So what is that saying? It's saying that the characteristic of meekness is primarily describing our relationship to God. So that is, again, it's, it's that intentional power with restraint. It is that intentional submission and surrender to the will of God in all of our lives. It is the temper of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as good and therefore without disputing or resisting. So what, what also this is saying is that in times that we are going through difficulties, when we are suffering for the cause of Christ, that we see beyond the temporary to the, to the bigger picture, to the larger picture. We see God's purpose in that suffering, and we see God's plan that he is bringing about, and we see ourselves as a part of that plan, and what we go, are going through is something that is a part of that plan for our betterment. <sighs> Meekness is manifest in us by our recognition that God is in control of all circumstances, and that if we trust in him, he will make us stronger and better through the difficult times that we endure. Therefore, we endure those times with patience, not resisting or fighting or blaming God, but in quiet confidence of his goodness towards us, his providence, and his promise. So, the reading of this morning, and thank you, Brother John, for the reading, but let's walk through this quickly. Rest in the Lord, and this is, I believe this is the New King James also. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. So what 
What is the psalmist saying? First, he's saying, trust in the Lord and wait for his deliverance. In whatever situation we find ourselves being in submission and surrender to the will of the Lord, that we, that we are, our trust is, is continuous, that we, we wait and anticipate his deliverance. Do not be discouraged by those who seem to prosper in evil, but be controlled in your emotions, and spe- specifically anger. Don't become angry in those, and, and uh, distressed in those situations. Don't become frustrated and give in to sin. He goes on to say, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look and care, look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. The wicked are not going to endure. The first Psalm tells us that they're like the, the shaft of wheat that the wind's going to drive away. But, but those who those who are dedicated to the Lord, who trust in the Lord, are going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that are going to bring forth their fruit in their season. Don't, don't be discouraged by the prosperity or the perceived prosperity of the wicked for those who are opposed to God. He said, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Notice the parallel. Those who wait on the Lord are paralleled with those who are meek. So what we see is that that meekness is <clears throat> that intentional perseverance and strength that we have through difficult times. Though it seems that may appear to those outwardly as weakness, in truth it is, it is great strength that we do not give up, but that we endure patiently through those times. <clears throat> it reminds me of this verse, Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We see past our current circumstances. We see past the current pain through the, through the current trials and tribulations that we go through. To, we see the greater picture of God's providence and his plan and his purpose in what we're going through. So, Meekness is not weakness, but rather it is strength under control. It is complete surrender and submission to God and his will in our lives. It is yielding to him control of our passions, desires, and emotions so that we may be of use to him. It is seeing past current sufferings to the bigger picture of God's plan and purpose. So all of those things kind of illustrate our relationship to God and the character of meekness as it pertains to to our relationship with God. So what about our relationship with others? Again, going to the Bridgeway Bible Dictionary uh, definition here. In the Bible, meekness is so closely linked with humility, gentleness, and kindness that the reader may have difficulty distinguishing between them. They are very closely related. Together, they represent a quality of human nature that was found perfectly in Jesus and that is desirable in those who follow him. So how is meekness manifest in our relationship with others? In a word, gentleness. <laughs> so that is the, what the New King James translates. But it's deeper than that, right? Because it's driven, it is manifest because of our relationship with God. But because of the meekness in our relationship with God, it, it is manifest in our relationship with others as gentleness towards them. 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, must not be argumentative, must not get entangled in in battles of the tongue. 
and fights. But be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Now, this is written to Timothy, who's an evangelist. But I, and specifically, this is relating to those who are, who are evangelizing and teaching the lost. But it applies to all of us, doesn't it? Um, that we are called to be gentle, to, to, to in meekness, instruct those who oppose themselves. That's interesting. Um, again, we are submissive to the will of God, and we are seeking to do the will of God for the good of others. And so in that process, we are not seeking selfishness. We are not seeking to win an argument. We are seeking to save souls. We are seeking to, to restore people to Christ, people to God. <clears throat> so not... Um, Instructing those that impose themselves. So this is a person, you kind of think about someone who's sick. So if someone is sick and a nurse is attending to them, is she going to attend to them with brutality? No. No, of course not. She's going to be compassionate. She's going to seek to help them restore their health. And it's the same way that we need to be as followers of Jesus and as being and demonstrating meekness that we are in submission to God and to his will. We are seeking to do his will. And in doing that and in instructing others that we do it with meekness, with gentleness. For those that oppose themselves, <clears throat> what is sin? <laughs> sin is opposed to us. <clears throat> sin is destructive. Sin um, is not in our best interest. It's always in our worst interest. That's why it's sin. That's why God has instructed us not to do those things because he wants what's best for us. And those things are destructive. And so anytime we sin, we are opposing ourselves. We are doing that in a self-destructive way. <clears throat> Titus 3 verses 1 through 3 says, Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. He's saying, that we are, be, we are to be in subjections to the law of the land, to, to the laws of our country, of our state, of our city, of our county, all of those things. We are to obey those things and be in subjection to them as, as the people of God. <clears throat> and to be ready to every good work to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle. And again, this is not the same word, but another, the other Greek word that is translated gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves were also sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, leaving in, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. So again, we're instructed to be patient with, with gentleness in our relationships with other people, again, being submitted to the will of God, having power with restraint so that we are of service, we are useful to him in his service. And in doing so, we are intentionally patient. We are intentionally um, denying of ourselves so that we can serve God and help others. James chapter 3, 13, verses 13 through 15 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. 
This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual, demonic. For, every, for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So look at what James is saying here, that we are to show good conduct in the lives that we live. How do we do that? By being in submission to the, to the will of God, by surrendering our emotions and our passions and our desires to him, giving him control of those things. And we, those works in, indicate that we are doing this in the meekness of wisdom. It's interesting to look at what the opposite of that is. It's envy, it's self-seeking, it's boasting. And he says, these are not, <clears throat> this wisdom is, they don't indicate wisdom from above, but the wisdom of this earth. As we've gone through these fruits of the Spirit, it, it's, it's always interesting to look back. Ian first spoke on love, and he talked about that many of these characteristics are also in the definition of love, and we see, we see meekness defined really in the, in the opposites, right? The, opposite, the things that are opposite to meekness. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not self-seeking, is not provoked. All of those things are encompassed in meekness. Galatians 6 and verse 1 says this, Brethren, if a, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. So again, fully submitted to the will of God, fully in surrender to him, having our, our passions, our desires, our emotions under his control, we are to restore those who are overtaken in sin. We are to restore those who are fallen. <clears throat> we are to do this in the spirit of meekness, to treat others with gentleness and with compassion to restore them again, going into a situation and recognizing that they are wounded that they are fragile, and we go into that with a desire to fulfill the will of God in our lives by being a, by restoring those people, by helping them restore their relationship with God. <clears throat> and finally, 1 Peter 3 and 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh the reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Hallow him. Give him the highest place of honor, of praise, and of glory. And doing that with humility and under control, always be ready, be prepared to be able to tell, to tell others about the relationship that they can have with God, that the relationship that God has called them to through his son, Jesus Christ. So always being ready to, to preach the gospel. And he says to do this with meekness and fear, with meekness, not with arrogance, not uh, being overbearing or discourteous, but rather in the fear of the Lord, making sure that what we speak is indeed his will and his word. So in summary, meekness is manifest in our relationship to God by our complete surrender without resistance and submission to his will in our lives, by our trust in him through trials, to suffer patiently with the calm assurance that he is in control and knows what is best for us, 
and that all things work together in him for good. By yielding to him control of our desires and passions and emotions. Meekness is manifest in our relationship with others through our gentleness and patience in teaching. Through our gentleness and control of our emotions, that is in not being angry or argumentative in our dealings with others. Through our conduct that displays our servitude to God that is neither self-seeking or envious. Through our desire to restore the fallen with gentleness and compassion and through our readiness to share the message of Christ with others with, with knowledge and humility. And finally, <laughs> Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Those who are intentionally self-denying, those who are intentionally full surrendering to God and to his will in our lives, to be of service to him and of good, doing good to others, there is great reward I believe Jesus tells us not only in this life, but more importantly in the life to come in that new heaven and that new earth. Never knowing the minds of those present, <clears throat> if there's one here this morning who's never obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you would deny yourself, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you choose to follow after him, you have that opportunity this morning to surrender to him to obey his will by being buried with him in baptism, to rise and walk in newness of life, your past forgiven, your future secured. Or if we can help you with prayers or in any other way, we invite you to come forward while we stand and sing the song that's been selected.